Ah, what's going on, Howie Spangler? Episode number 67, Tales from the Green Room Podcast. How are you? I'm all right. I had a uh, (laughs) little frustrated, a little frustrated to be honest. I had a, I did a podcast today, a little over an hour, had a conversation with some nice gentlemen um, about their band and their podcast, and uh, my, the, the device that I record on this Rodecaster that I was telling you all about, that I was hyping, um, it's been a little squirrely, a little buggy, I just updated to the new firmware last week, um, and I had this, some kind of issue, I can't remember what it was, but... Um, and then today I loaded it up, everything was fine. And then I started doing some ad reads and stuff, getting all that stuff out of the way. And then I listened back to what I was, what I had done, and uh, nothing but static and awful like clipping noises and like just and like no nothing salvageable. Ah, nothing salvageable. See, I can't even talk. I'm so upset. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get podcasts done for the week, you know, and I uh, wasted an entire hour plus, you know, for nothing. And uh, that's what life is, everybody. <laughs> ah, so here's a teachable moment, uh, a moment of inspiration, if you may, if I may. Um, yeah. Just a perfect example of uh, perseverance, resilience. Uh, I got pissed off for a second when I saw that, but I decided that I just want to—I want to get a podcast out today, so I'm just going to do this, um, and hopefully, I'll be able to get up with those guys again this week and re-record that episode. We added some good stuff in there. Oh, that's so frustrating. You know, it's like you feel like you got something good and then and it's gone, you know, but and we recorded it and now it's just nothing. So, oh man, that's frustrating. Cool. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. Shaking it off. Everything's fine. Nobody died. We're good. See, that's the thing. There's, we're, we're good. There's nothing to be upset about. If nothing else, I got more experience learning how to use this thing properly. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, I did have something I wanted to talk about for the podcast, so that's that's good. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, first off, BallyHooRocks.com. Go there right now. Look up some tour dates. Come see the band. Come see Ballyhoo out on the road. Um, we're not like really on the road right now. We're just like doing one-offs and weekend stuff. But, but uh, you can see where we're gonna be. <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of things coming up. Um, see, I already, I already, I had already done this on the other podcast, so I'm not prepared. Uh, so here we go again. Uh, Cali Roots, May 24th, Monterey, California. May 26th, Brew at the Zoo, Baltimore, Maryland. We're playing the Maryland Zoo, everybody. We're going to get drunk, look at some pandas, play some music, bring the kids. It's going to be fun. Uh, June 7th, Gilligan's Pier. Cool little spot right on the water. Newburgh, Maryland. June 21st, Jellyfish Festival with Bad Fish and more. Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, June 22nd, we're flying out to Denver for the Denver Deluxe Festival with G Love and more. June 28th, Patty's Beach Club in Westerly, Rhode Island. June 29th, Mulcahy's Pub and Concert Hall, Wontog, New York. That's in Long Island. 
uh, June 30th, the Rock On Concert Cruise in Boston. Uh, we sold 100, tri- 100 tickets already. So make sure it sold out last time. We've already got 100 sold. So make sure you get those tickets right now uh, before it sells out the boat. It's fun. It's a little rickety boat. We go out there. We play some music. We drink some beer. Um, you can get whiskey, but you got to get it in a, like a drink, like a Coke or a, gi- a ginger or something like that on ice. But you still get the whiskey. It still, do- still does the job. Uh, July 25th, House of Independence. We just picked up our first headliner at House of Independence in Asbury, Asbury Park, New Jersey. Uh, please come out and see us. We'd really appreciate it. Buy some tickets and uh, tell all your friends. Come hang out. It's our first headliner there. So we, we want to look good, you know. Uh, and then we're going out with Revolution for a few shows in August. August 6th, we're going to be in Asheville. August 8th, in Baltimore. August 9th, in Raleigh. August 10th, Virginia Beach. August 11th, in Hanahan, South Carolina. Uh, August 24th, Reggae Rise Up in Utah. And August 30th, Dry, Dry Digging Festival in Placerville, California. That's a Cali Roots ineffable event as well. Um, and then, well, we got some other tour dates that are coming up, some other bands we'll be playing with, things like that, going into the fall. Word up. Okay, today, um, oh, real quick, thank you to my supporters, by the way. Thank you for, for your support. Um, really appreciate you spending a little bit of money on, on me and the show. Uh, it means a lot, and I'm going to keep trying to make this the best show possible, so thank you very much. I want to make this the number one show for this type of stuff, the things that we're talking about here. Um, music industry, touring, songwriting, you know, uh, inspirational, entrepreneurial type of stuff. Um, so tell your friends, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell everybody to check it out. And uh, if you want to learn how to support the podcast, you can go to, uh, go to talesfromthegreenroom.com and hit the support the podcast button and all the info's right there. Okay, today I wanted to talk about, this one is strictly more for the artists and uh, you're free to keep listening. But um, you might find this interesting. Interesting, but there's a you know there's still I'm still noticing a lot of like backlash against the streaming services and things like Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that. Stop hating. Stop hating on the streaming services. This is the way it is. This is the world we live in now. Forget about the old way. Downloads are going down. iTunes is going to be done in a couple years. It's all about streaming. This is where we live now. So you're going to have to deal with it and learn how to navigate. And we're going to talk about it because I think it's great. All right. Tell some green. Let's go. All right. What's going on? Here we go. Uh, yeah. So when, uh, when streaming started to take off, um, Spotify became a thing. And, you know, Spotify has been there for a long time. It's just, I think, almost a decade, um, maybe longer, but really, really has gotten popular in the last few years. I mean, it's already been popular for a few years, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and I believe Apple Music has even overtaken Spotify in the number of users it has. So at the end of February, it looks like Apple um, overtook Spotify with 28 million paid subscribers in the U.S., um, which is 2 million more than Spotify's 26 million. Um, and then it goes into like free tiers and things like that. You can probably, maybe there's an, some argument there. But um, the point is that this isn't going away. This is just getting bigger and it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger. It's just going to grow. 
Um, and so when uh, when it started getting big, and like I even became a subscriber, and I, I've I've had Spotify for years, but um, tried out Apple Music as well, but I didn't really see a point in having both. Um, but I've think, been thinking about getting back into it because I, it's actually probably good for the you know for the band and what I'm doing because I want I want to be able to see all the services, all the major services, and kind of see how they work. So I just you know I just want to know how to navigate it all and where to tell fans to go and things like that. I want to be familiar. Um, but uh, you know there was a lot of talk when this started getting popular about bands not getting paid as much and bands being upset um, with with the the shitty payouts and all that. And I was one of them. I, w- I remember thinking like, oh, this sucks. You know, they, they pay like, it's not even a penny, you know, per stream. And if this was, you know, re- real radio, we would be uh, seeing some nice checks because we're getting millions of streams every quarter. And, uh, you know, it's just not the way of the world anymore. So it was a little frustrating, you know, because you feel like you sit there and you you work on this stuff all the time. I know I spend days and months working on one song even at times. Um, and we go in there and we, we bang it out in the studio. And it's just, it's a lot of work. It really is. And um, pushing yourself creatively like that it gets exhausting on, on the mind and, and it translates to physical and um, I'm not crying here. I'm not. I, I love what I do, but I'm just saying that um, it feels like when you're doing something like that, music is like this thing that, to me, music is something that I can't live without. And I know a lot of you can't either. You know, people are very. People love their music. You know, um, and in a way, it feels like as an artist that we're providing a, I don't know, a, like a priceless thing for, for people, you know, ourselves included, you know, cause we think the same about other artists, not just us. We're the best. It's not like that. I just mean like music is like so close to us. It's, it feels like such a um, primal thing that we need it. Um, and, uh, it's so tied to emotion and, and all that. And, um, how many times have you gotten pumped, you know, when you're going to go work out or you're getting ready, you know, for some big, I don't know, test or something you have at school or, or whatever, you know, or going for that job interview, you listen to some fucking metal on the way. You just like just head banging on the way to, to the interview. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. Um, and it just, it, for me, it's like life saving. It changes lives. And um, so, it's such a weird thing to think that people think it should be free because there's there's uh, so much time that goes into making that. It's an art, you know? Um, and when people say things like, oh, you changed my life, you saved my life, and stuff like that, it's so heavy, and it's like, man. So people think this should be fucking free, huh? You know, and... and I don't think it should be expensive. I just think that, you know, these services um, are using a band's music, an artist's music, to make money, like off of the platform. 
And that's fine. That's fine. But it feels like you should be breaking off more than you're breaking off, you know, to as of like a, I don't know. It's like you provide this platform for people to have, to listen to these, these tunes. And, um, that's great, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe you should just be paying a little bit more. I, I don't know. So, but after that, after I kind of got over that, I started to realize, I started thinking to myself like, well, I didn't really make a lot of money before that. Like is the, you know, I, I don't know for bands that like the big bands, like that blew up in the nineties and two thousands before streaming, the ones that really blew up on radio and things and, you know, are still killing it in arenas and stuff. Um, I don't know what their paychecks look like now. I mean, they have a lot more avenues, you know, and radio play still works for them and all that. Um, but as far as streaming, I, I'm not sure, but, uh, for us, for the independent bands that never blew up like that and never saw big money, um, it's what are we complaining about? Why are we upset about Spotify not paying us? Like, yeah, they should pay us more. And they, they recently passed a law that um, songwriting songwriters are going to get paid a little bit more. I think it's like 15% now. I think it's currently like 9 or 10%. And they're, they're trying to raise it to 15%. Um, and actually, from what I read, all the streaming services but Apple are trying to fight that. They're trying to keep it keep it from paying artists more, which is fucking bullshit, um, in my opinion. But at the same time, you got to be stoked, man. You got to be stoked. Your music is getting heard in ways it had never been heard before. Like you're you're getting your stuff out to more places. Yeah. We, you know, you could use iTunes 10 years ago to, you know, your song could be played in, in Turkey, you know? Um, but streaming, everybody's on it and everybody's basically like, they, they don't even think about that 10 bucks a month. It's basically free to them. Like they don't think about paying Spotify. It's just the thing that they do. It's just, it's like, it's like the water bill or the electric bill or the phone bill. You just get it. Like it's the Netflix bill. Same thing. You don't think about it. You just, I just have that. I have that. So when a new when an artist puts a new record out, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to listen to that when it comes out on Friday. Like, there's no question. You don't have to drive to Best Buy like I did to get Green Day's Insomniac um, in 1995. You know, you don't have to spend uh, you know twelve dollars or whatever to buy the record on iTunes. You're already paying ten bucks, and you can listen to whatever the hell you want as long as it's in their library. And most likely, it is. Bands are silly to not have their stuff on streaming services in 2019. Um, so you got to consider everything. You can take it off. You know, you could take it off of Spotify, right? And you could rely on iTunes, but you'd be you'd be doing yourself a disservice. There's no there's no point in fighting this fight. There, to me, it, there's no fight. You just, we, this is the world that we live in now, and it's time to embrace it, and it's time to move forward. Now, bands that are starting today, new, brand new bands, these guys, you know, guys and girls in their teens and 20s, they have no idea what that world was like, you know, before all this. So it's just what you do, you know? But for people that are in their 30s and 40s and have been doing this a while, it was kind of a hard thing to 
to, to grasp. And I totally understand that. But I'm here to tell you that that fight is not worth your time or your effort. Focus all that time and energy on making music and getting it out there. And I promise you, as long as you have your, all your paperwork done, you get your money right, you got your PRO set up with BMI, you got ASCAP, CSAC, whatever, make sure that's going for you. Um, hit up a company called Audium, A-U-D-I-A-M, Audium, to get your mechanicals. And you got to do, do a little bit of legwork here. You got to get all your song stuff in order, all your, bright, your writer shares, all your ISRCs, everything. You got to get all that stuff in order. And then you submit this stuff. And they all have spreadsheets and things like that. You can batch upload. Um, but get all that in order. And you just keep making music. You keep recording and keep putting stuff out and put out the best stuff that you can. And get your friends to share it. Get people to send out email blasts. Get people to share your music. Share the Spotify link. Share the Apple link. The Amazon Music. Whatever it is. And you'll start getting streams. And eventually, if you can get up to that 50K, 100K streams on a song, you're going to start seeing some checks every three months. And they're not going to be huge. They're not. But keep making music because it's going to snowball. You're going to end up having release after release. You're going to have more and more songs in the catalog. You know, Ballyhoo has over 100, I think, maybe 120 songs in the catalog right now. And all those songs make us money in some form. And, you know, I'm talking from not even a cent to, you know, uh, 50 or 70 bucks for one song in a quarter. doesn't sound like a lot, but it all adds up when you, when you think about all the songs, you know. And the really popular ones, the ones in your top 10, those are the ones that are crushing the hardest for you. So you double down, you promote those songs, you get people to listen. If you have popular songs in your top 20, or I'm sorry, your top 10 on Spotify, you use those songs in all your videos, like all your Instagram stuff, all your recap tour videos, like um, anything. Uh, do Put up acoustic versions of those songs on Instagram or on YouTube and put a link to the song, to the Spotify uh, song and get get those songs out there because all that money is going to start, all the streams are going to pile up and you're going to start seeing some money. And it's just, and it's all different. It's different for all of us. There's no, nobody makes the same check. It just depends on how popular your songs are and if they're streamable, you know, you want them to stream well. Um, and there's no uh, crystal ball for that. There's no way to tell if this is going to be your biggest song until it comes out. And you might think that this song's gonna fucking crush and you get it out there and it doesn't do what you think it did. Don't let that get you down. Um, just keep, just make the next one. Get it out there, you know? And it could be the opposite. You could think like, oh, this, this is whatever. This is a cool song. We'll put it out there. It's not a single or anything like that, but it's a cool song. The fans will probably dig it. And it could be one of your biggest songs. You just don't know. You have no idea. So, um, Stop hating on Spotify and Apple Music. Honestly, we're not even we're not even pushing iTunes downloads anymore. That's that's going to be a thing of the past in a couple years. Downloads is going to be gone. Like it's just going to be like all streaming, YouTube, 
And that's it. And um, so now is the time to embrace what's happening and start doing pre-saves, not pre-orders. And, like, and your biggest fans, sure, you can, you can have the pre-order link there and mention it to your fans in like the newsletter or something. But And they're going to buy it. They'll, they'll most likely buy it, right? But most people are going to stream it on Spotify or Apple Music. Now for the section where we pay the bills. And now back to the podcast. It, you know, I, I just don't want you to get tied up in wasting, in wasting time in something that's a dying format. Downloads. It's, it's weird to think that. It had a good, you know, nearly 20-year run. You know, once Napster happened and disrupted the, the industry, Steve Jobs created iTunes and the store, and that sort of kind of, it sort of set the stage. It kind of, it kind of fixed what was happening. I mean, people were still using LimeWire and Kazaa and stuff. Um, I mean, even I was using that shit <laughs> up until a few years ago. Um, but once streaming happened, a lot of that stuff stopped. It's, I mean, it's like, what's the point? You don't, people don't need MP3s anymore. They, they have music on their phones at all times, you know, through the service. And you can even save for offline. So start pushing the pre-saves. Use a service called feature.fm. Feature.fm. If you go to the website, um, you can start a campaign. It creates a short links, smart links that you can track. And um, you can create pre-saves for Apple and Spotify. And what it'll do is you'll send the link out and your fans will click the link and they can choose their service. And basically, they just have to allow those services to access their library it seems like kind of scary for a second, but all they're doing is making it so they can automatically put your new song or your new album in their library on release day. That's all that's doing. It sounds scarier when you look at it on, you know, on the screen, but um, there's like a terms of service agreement and all that. But it's super simple. It just takes, it just takes a minute for someone to do it. Um, I've done it for friends' bands and stuff to help out. It's not a big deal. But anyway, push the pre-save. Because the more pre-saves you have, um, the more your song is going to get on some algorithmic playlists on release day. Um, also, get your fans to follow you on Spotify. Follows are huge. Um, from what I, what I saw the other day, um, there's a guy, you should check him out, Mike Warner. He has an ebook called Work Hard, Playlist Hard. And it's about 70 pages, not a big deal. I think it's like 10 bucks. And... It's a great read if you're getting into this. Even if you're a playlist curator, like, and you, you don't make the music, but you're making playlists, and, you know, because that's a thing now. You can grow a playlist and make money. A um, lot of great tips in there for that. Um, but one of the things he mentioned was it's all about followers. Like, if you, it's not about so much how many monthly listeners you have, which is, it looks great, and that's awesome. It means you're getting a lot of streams, hopefully. Um, but it's all about the followers. Right now, Ballyhoo has 63,000 followers on Spotify. And what that means is um, on release day for anything that we put out, every time we release something, that that new song or that new record or a song from that record 
is going to go onto the release radar of 63,000 people, our followers. 63,000 playlists. That's huge. The, the more followers you have, the more playlists you end up on. And then if you can get on a bunch of playlists like that, like the release radar, um, it's also a good way for the algorithm to pick you up, like, oh, this song is hot. And that could place you on editorial playlists by Spotify. We have a few. We're on Soak Up the Sun, uh, I think uh, Reggae Fusion or something like that. Um, Beach Vibe, Soak Up the Sun, Reggae Infusions, Free Surf, Covered in Punk with our Green Day song, uh, The Essential Ska. Um, that's funny. Our song, This Chick is Whack, uh, is on This Is Real Big Fish. That's hilarious um, because they're mentioned as a, a, we have the horn section on that song. So we ended up on their playlist. That's hilarious. Uh, cool. I'm sure Aaron, would, Aaron wouldn't mind though. He's a good dude. You should also be using Spotify for artists. That's how I'm telling you all this information. Uh, these numbers, I, Spotify for artists. If you don't have that, you got to get it. You got to get on that. You'll find out all kinds of information about your songs, your albums, like what your best stuff is, how they're performing, like what, uh, what's, uh, cities are your biggest, um, you know, your male to female ratio, like tells you a lot about your audience, uh, your, your streams, obviously there's, there's a lot going on in here. So you got to get on that. You can also edit, uh, your header and your images and your artist pick and stuff like that. I definitely encourage you to, um, to use the artist pick feature and create a playlist of your whole entire catalog um, put your, put all the newest stuff at the top or maybe just your best stuff or maybe like go to your top 10 and see what those are and then put those in the uh, at the top of the catalog and make sure it's updated every time you release something and then use that as your artist pick and push that, get people to follow that because um, then you'll get streams and things like that. Um, another thing that I found out was a great uh, tip from this guy Mike Warner. Uh, he said uh, a band did this and it it like increased their their streams like crazy every time you put out a single right say you've got i don't know this summer you're gonna put out three singles june july august or whatever it is you put out the first single june 1st right the next single comes out july july 1st so take that single you release the one in june and the next time you take the the new single for July, you put it as number one, and then the previous June sing- single, you put that as number two. And then, in, and then in August, you put out all three singles, right? And what that does is it creates um, more streams for the previous songs. So it just kind of gives them new life and keeps them, keeps them going, basically. Because, and I think the reason is people listen to the new song and then they're like, if they're driving or something, they're not like paying attention, it'll just automatically go to the next song, which is whatever song you have next on that playlist or on that release. And that can help you get a bunch uh, more streams. So try that for sure. I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing that on the next uh, few releases to see what that might be able to do for us. We just hit 17 million streams of Walk Away. It's our number one song on Spotify. 17 million, man. 
Thank you all for listening to this band. We, this is amazing. Um, so stop hating on the, on the streaming services. You didn't make any money back then anyway. You have a chance to make some money now and actually live off of music. It's totally possible, I promise. It took us a while. We've done so much touring and we put out a lot of music, but we always try to create, create a bunch of hype around the new stuff and even reach back and pull the old stuff out because you can look at it and say, oh man, well, this song has a bunch of plays. It's still popular. So maybe we should still put some money into it. Don't be afraid to buy ads. You're not too punk rock to buy ads. This is how we survive. You want to do music as a career, this is how you survive. You buy ads, you get the stuff out there. You get attention. All right, everybody, I asked you to uh, send me some voicemails today, and uh, we're going to listen to them now, and we're going to see what's going on in your world. In the mailbag. All right, this first one's from uh, <clears throat> Ryan Minton. It's Ryan, and, you know, I love Bell Hugh. You guys rock. I just wanted to ask, um, Jellyfish Festival, um, how long will you guys be playing? Because, you know, I'm there for you guys. You guys rock, and, you know, keep rocking. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. Maybe like an hour, probably. I'd say probably an hour. Maybe 45, but it's no less than 45. Uh, but yeah, man, hope to see you out there. That should be a fun one. Badfish is playing too, and Styx is playing. That should be good. Uh, here's one from a good friend of the pod, uh, Megan. This is her daughter, Max. She had a question for me. Let's see. Hello, Howie. This is Max, and we live in Kansas. In, in Candace or something. And what what the first song that you wrote? Oh, my God. How adorable was that? Oh, my God. That was so cute. That was so cute. Max, you're adorable, baby. Oh, my God. That was so cute. Kids, man. Kids, kids are awesome, right? They are the future, you know. Uh, wow. So she lives in Kansas or something. That's what she said. And she wants to know uh, what my first song was. The first songs that I'd written were not that good. Um, A lot of love songs. I remember that. And I can tell you that the first song that was like, kind of like the standout, sort of like, whoa. Like people dig this. Like um, This song called Paradise Road. And it was a pop punk song, and it was like straight up a Green Day ripoff. But um, it was it was about my high school, which was on Paradise Road in Aberdeen, and um, basically like asking the question, "Is this paradise?" I don't think so. Um, but it was just like a fun pop punk song, and we played it at the uh, the high school talent show, and destroyed just murdered the set we murdered it um but we didn't win we didn't win and i have the video somewhere i gotta find it it was awesome though max thank you so much baby for sending that that was great you're so cute all right this one's from wage maker 420 
What's the hardest part of recording for you when you get in the studio, man? I got to know. Dude, thanks for the question, man. Um, hardest part of recording for me is uh, guitar solos. I hate doing guitar solos, dude. Oh, my God. So frustrating. Like, I'll sit there. I'll do 40, sometimes 100 takes of a guitar solo because I'm not very good at them. And, like, like I, can, I know I can, like, play rhythm. I'm, like, solid on the rhythm, nice and tight. But when it comes to solos, it's always got to be, like, I'm not, like, a shredder. It's always got to be something melodic, just like the the lyrics and stuff, the words. Um, so I kind of go that route, but it just takes me a while to like figure out something that I feel good about. Um, like that, that solo on last night, um, from daydreams that like, it took me a while to get that, but it just, it was in my head. I was like, no, it's gotta be this, it's gotta be this. And it finally came out. And, and that's one of my like favorite solos. Um, but yeah, guitar solos are the worst thing. Um, aside from that, just feeling like it's done. That's probably the hardest thing too. Um, feeling like any of it is done. Like you always want to keep working, and you got to at some point you got to commit. And be like, okay, this is it. This is this is the take, or this is this song is done. Because then you start overdoing it and you know doing too much to it, and it just becomes a mess. So learn to commit. Uh, thanks, dude. All right, this one's from uh, Melomaniac87. Hey, Howie, longtime Ballyhoo fan, loving everything you guys are doing, loving the podcast, listeners since episode one. Hope you keep it going, man. It inspires a lot of people, including myself, and I hope you continue to do it. Waiting on that episode 100. Ayo. What advice would you give to someone that's just having a rough time and just feels like they're in a rut, feels like that they're not wanted or appreciated in their personal lives? What advice could you give to maybe give a little motivation and drive thanks howie always a pleasure and i can't wait for more episodes peace joey joey thanks so much for the voicemail man i I appreciate you listening to the pod and uh yeah episode 100 yeah that that's gonna be a cool monumental day um yeah i appreciate that uh wow man that's a heavy heavy question um it's more of a life thing uh i'm not sure if i'm qualified but i'll try um if you're feeling that way, man, I'm very sorry. And uh, that sucks that you feel like people aren't behind you and you're not wanted. That's that's an awful feeling. I've definitely felt it. Um, dude, just continue being you. Don't let anyone talk down to you and make you feel bad about yourself or what you're doing with your life. You know what you want to do. If you don't know what you want to do, that's fine too. But just stay focused on whatever, any little bit of drive you might have, any, anything that you might want to do, you just pursue it, man. It's going to make you happy. And you can't let other people's like crap get in the way of that. Like don't make, don't make people feel like you can't do anything, like you're not worth it. Just, just do the things that you want to do, man. There's no, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone, obviously. Um, if there's a career path that you want to choose, that you want to pursue, just, you got to focus and just do it, man. There's no, there's no way around it. Um, and I know that it's hard to get out of, out of a rut sometimes. I, I've been there 
many times. I was there earlier this year it, it, for like four days. I was just like in this really weird, dark place, and it was really hard to come out of it. It was like so, I, you know, you probably know the feeling. It's kind of weird to explain it, I guess. But um, I didn't think this podcast would be anything cool, like anything popular or anything, I don't know, people would be into. And I just did it because I wanted to do it. It didn't matter that if anyone was going to listen or not. I just was like, you know what? This would be cool to do. And I did it and people dug it and that was great. But it's just, it's, it's fun for me to do. It, it doesn't matter if, you know, if one person listens to this episode or, you know, or a hundred, whatever, but just be grateful for having what you have and just, just strive to strive to do the, the, the those things that you dream about. You know, um, I, I really hope I hope that made sense. I hope this helps you elevate a little bit and just you know get out there and cut off those people that are making you feel like that. No one should be making you feel that way. No one does. No one has the right to make you feel that way. So get out there and and do your thing, man. I hope that helps, dude. Thank you for the uh, the voicemail. This one's from Michael Palkovics. What's up, dude? I, re- I know you. What's up, Howie? It's Michael down in Corpus Christi again. Uh, I got another question for you. This might be more of a general industry question, but uh, I wanted to ask you because you have a great singing voice, and I wanted to know how you maintain that singing voice night after night doing all these shows without ever running into any um, sickness or just general... Uh, voice hoarseness or uh, soreness you know anything like that i can't sing at all i'm terrible but i know i talk a lot just in general but my job requires me to converse quite often and occasionally my voice will go and i'm just wondering how you manage to maintain it singing and putting on a show uh almost night in and night out i'm just curious to know how you take care of your voice thanks man yeah, man, that's a great question. Um, uh, definitely, um, I've stopped. I stopped years ago, actually, going out to the crowd or <clears throat> to the bar, or the merch table before the set, um, because I end up just having to talk a lot. And in the past, that's really been bad um, because it it just you're you're talking louder than you think you are. You end up screaming, and it just it just makes my voice awful beforehand uh really rough so that helps um i don't really drink before sets anymore um maybe a beer maybe a shot um but most nights i'm just chilling until right up you know until showtime um it's just you know drinking water things like that um i also warm up before um there's a lot of like uh you can get on like spotify and like find like vocal warm-ups and things like that um they sound ridiculous, but they do work. Um, so I try to do that kind of stuff and I'm actually not that good at it. Like I, you know, I'll do a little bit, a couple minutes before I go on when I should be doing it like a half hour before. Um, but it's also, it's nice to get the acoustic out and sit there and like go over some songs and sing a little bit, stuff like that, just to kind of warm into it. Um, but yeah, basically not partying as hard and not talking as much as I used to. That, that's probably the biggest thing. (laughs) <laughs> thanks for the question michael i appreciate it man i can't wait to get back to uh, corpus christi hopefully hopefully late 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 summer something like that 
All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you for the voicemails. Uh, keep them coming, everybody. Keep them coming. Uh, hit me up on Instagram at Howie Spangler. Give me a follow and uh, send me a DM. And uh, let me know what's going on. Let me know what's on your mind. Um, it doesn't have to be about the industry or anything. Just say what's up. Just want to hear you, you know. Come hang out on the show with me. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Tales from the Green Room. This has been episode number 67. Hope you enjoyed. Please subscribe, rate, review. Uh, head over to my, my YouTube channel, Howie Spangler. Um, yeah, cool. I'm going to let you go now. Y'all have a wonderful night.